The Bible Like It's Reality TV. Hey y'all, I'm Kristen. And I'm Janae. And welcome to the KJV Bible for Basics. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today we are spilling tea. Are you ready? Because here we go. All right, guys, we are here for the final episode of our Petty Jesus season. Yeah. I can't believe that we have made it through another season today. That's crazy. Time flies. Literally. I mean, it kind of feels like we recorded them all in one day or something. <laughs> but here we are, December. We're done. Right. The I- end of the year and the end of the season at the same time. So we had to end this season off with a special treat for you all. Yes, yes. And, and really for us as well. Well, at least yes. me. Yes. Because no, we me too. Have... I love bro. <laughs> so we have our very first guest on the KJV podcast. And it is none other than my husband, Christopher Author. Uh, author. Author. <laughs> Christopher Miles Wilson. Yes. Shameless plug. Go get his book. Link in our bio. Pure. But, babe, thanks for being here. Yes, Chris. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. Right. It took you a minute? No, no, no. I just, I waited for my <laughs> intro. I didn't want to overstep. Yes. Right. You are bro. Yeah. So when we were like discussing the season, talking about like the different stories and things that we wanted to cover, of course we can't cover them all. And like women do, we be telling our husbands everything. Everything. And he actually listened this time and his response was, oh, I got plenty of those stories. So we decided we might as well bring him on the podcast. Absolutely. And for you, um, you guys who've never met Chris, haven't read his book yet, who don't follow him on social media. He is a Bible whiz, y'all. This man's read the Bible yeah. front to back at least 306 times now. <laughs> and he loves the... Yes, <laughs> he has. And he loves the word don't of God. Like I, I am hyping you. He loves the word of God. And I love people who love the word of God. And he um, he's wise. He, he spends time in his word and he appreciates yeah. the word and he learns from it. He looks at um, everything it has to offer, including the, the humor in it. So all of the things. So we're really excited to hear um, what he has to say about Petty Jesus. So Chris, go for it. So okay, uh, I didn't I didn't know y'all called him Petty. I, I Savage Petty, Petty Savage. it's all the same. Yeah. It, it is, it is, it, it is. I get I get what you're saying. See, you it, off the break. Now I'm controversial off the break. You controversial. Go for it. <laughs> no, we've already talked about it. In okay, the no, I, parts I of agree. This um, I think that his pettiness comes from his culture. So like, mm. it, like his savagery comes from his culture. So. Uh, oh, listen to the wisdom, y'all. I would tell you, I'll tell you. Like the ancient Hebrew people, like just they have a culture of very sharp tongues, which mm. is why they describe the you know the tongue the way they do as a sword, and they describe the word as a sword. So like it is, it's not surprising to find Jesus have so like pretty clapback slash <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah he, king he, clapback y'all clap back. yeah he, he's uh, a king over everything right. He's, he's like, Even clap bass. Right. He's like the he's like if you took Seinfeld, Larry David, <laughs> like all the greatest Jewish comedians and right. you combine them into one man, it would be Jesus Christ because his whole purpose would be to like, I'm gonna make you laugh at things that are situational. Mm. He's the first sitcom comedian. So like that's where you get his savagery from. That's nice. good. Love that's that. Good. I love that. So tell us what was I mean if you can remember what was like the first moment you were like reading the Bible and you were like yo this clapback though like this this 
this this petty. It's I like mean, it dang. Came, it came in the form of like conviction. Mm. First, it was, okay. it was like like, I, like he was clapping back at you. Yeah, so ah. you know, like you get you would read it and then I would feel that little twinge in my heart and I'd be like, okay. And I didn't understand his yeah his pettiness until mm. I realized like, oh, your voice is very familiar to me. I've heard it my entire life and kind of mimicked it. Like mm. I'm sarcastic. But I'm more satirical than I'm sarcastic. So right. he, he's more commentative. So like, if you're looking for Savage Jesus moments, anytime he's talking about anything that humanity has created. Like what? Give us an example. So, okay. So when he's talking about money and he says like, render unto Caesars that which is Caesars, render unto God that which is God's. Mm-hmm. He's basically like, okay, so fast forward, right? So look at your money right now. It says like, in God we trust. Right. Okay, but whose face is on it? A president. Right. So which one? Right. Yeah, so yeah. that's the question that he's asking. Yeah, yeah. So that's what he's getting at. He's that's like, good. it's social commentary. It's it'll get you killed if you say it enough times the right way with enough information. It's gonna get you killed. Mm-hmm. And he proved that point. That's free. That's good because um, throughout the season we pointed out a lot of moments where maybe when you're taught them or you've heard them before, you don't realize the pettiness or the savagery of the comment. And I think that's another yeah. one of them. Yep. Uh, we always teach that moment where where Jesus might be speaking like mild manner, but in, indeed he wasn't. He was, give back to Caesar. Like what is Caesar? It was aggressive. It was controversial and it was bold. Yeah, he's, he's like, what is the purpose of money when you have time? Right. Mm, that's, like, that's real currency. Like, <clears throat> that's that's about all you got too. So like he understands also that he's on a schedule. Like we've heard how he spoke about his schedule to his mom, right? Like it's not my time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a great story. That is the- Look, I forgot that his very first petty moment was to his mama. Yes. So tell us. Well, no, it's not. His first well, petty moment is to both his parents. Right. Well tell so, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So tell yeah. us what happened. So he gets lost in the temples. Not lost. He's not. I love this story too. But, so they go to temple uh, to. It's just a cultural. They had a cultural reason to be there. So they're there. They're at the the major temple in Jerusalem, and like it takes days, sometimes weeks, for the Hebrews and Jews to travel back to this place from all the diaspora that they are found in. Yeah. Um, diaspora. Yeah. Same whatever word. But they're coming from like. Side note: We pr- we pronounce Bible words how we want on right. this show, that, however you want on this show. Turns the book of Job. Yeah, 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 yes. <laughs> no. So like he uh, he's lost, if you will, in the temple, confounding the scholars yeah. and the wise men. So like, by, and the word that's used isn't really confounding in the sense of like, oh, he's confusing them. It's mm. confounding as in like he's questioning things that like There's you don't something. expect a child to question mm. because like they are of an honor culture. They are of a very, you know, respectful culture where they understand the power of words. Like they very much so their entire origin story is about how God spoke everything yeah. into existence. So like they know how to not say a thing. And so this little boy asking a bunch of questions to these wise men that like you're not expecting him to ask right. is the they're looking at him in more of like bewilderment. It's actually the same word that's being used when God asks Adam and Eve, like, who told them they were naked. Mm. It's not that I don't know. It's that I'm kind of proud of you for asking the question mm. or for, for knowing this thing. <clears throat> it's kind of like a, who told you that? 
kind mm -hmm. of a thing. It's not really like who told you that. It's not that. Yeah. So, so like when your child it's like, comes wow, home, wow, you know that. Yeah, it's yeah. like wow, you know that. Kind and of your thing. child come home, comes home and tells you something that you didn't know they were learning or something. Yes, or they, or they hear you say a thing and then they ask you a question that somebody who your peer level should have asked. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the child of Jesus. Right? Yeah. Like that's that child. He's asking questions like that. So his parents are like, <laughs> to get back to the savagery. Yeah, so his yeah. parents are like, where? You? So first of all, it takes them three days to get back. Like we often forget that it takes them three days. Okay, it took them three days to notice that Jesus was gone. Yeah, which seems like they're bad parents, but they're not. No, they they are. Side note, y'all, I be joking about how I'm a trash mom. It's not true. I'm a great one. But this story is why I realized I was a great mom. I called Janae and I was like. Bro, I be stressed out about like the the struggles of single motherhood, but the the mother of the son of God lost him for three days and didn't know she was the mother of our Savior did not know he was missing. I'm a great mom. Period. So, so you gotta understand what happens. So like when they leave him, they're traveling in a massive caravan of Jews, and everybody knows everybody. Right. So Jesus could literally be anywhere in the caravan. And she just assumed, she still trash. Like, <laughs> we love you though, Mary. Bros we love you. Like, right. Yes. Right, right. The reality is, we do it all the time. Wait, yes. did, real quick, did Jesus have godparents? Had to have. He would have had like, yeah. He would have had like thirty of them probably. But, but, all uh, y'all godparents. <laughs> so either way, so like now they realize he's gone, and so they they head back to the temple, and when they find him, they're like, "Where have you been?" And he's like, "Why are you surprised?" Mm -hmm. His whole situation is like, what? What do you mean? Where have I been? I'm doing exactly what you taught me to. This is a boy yes. of twelve who's Jewish. What's he about to have? He's about to turn He's into a man, to... right? Yeah. So he would be in the temple studying the Word of God. Where else would you find him? Mm. This wasn't a matter of like, oh, let me say something profound. This was a matter of fact statement <laughs> coming from a twelve year old little boy. Think you I can't be... lie, right? Yeah. In my mind, like he put the word "ho" either in the beginning or yeah, the yeah. Where do you think I was, ho? Oh, where you think I was? Like, in my mind, yeah. like, Jesus That's how was we like, read it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was officially the first clap back, and it was a good one. That's Popped off that KJV mom and daddy. That's yeah. right, not King James. <laughs> the Christian and Janae, for <laughs> sure. Jesus did not oh. call his mama a hoe, y'all. Don't. Do not quote us. Listen, listen. listen I'm, everybody I'm else it. was calling Mary a hoe. Okay. No. Why, right. Why Jesus couldn't. I'm gonna say it for for them because they didn't say it for me. Oh. The views that are expressed in the <laughs> KJV podcast of Kristen and Janae's alone. <laughs> alone. We are one. Alone. So my alone, views alone, are yours. Thank you. It was, it was not good that the man was alone, but it might be a good idea now. No. <laughs> Y'all just got married. We not divorced. Okay. <laughs> we'll speak that word. But no, that's one of my. That's, that's his first one that we like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such a That's good one. That's the first thing we see, okay, after he's born. Yeah. There's some moments in the Old Testament where we see the angel of the Lord mm. say some things as well. Like, when he's arguing with Jacob, he's kind of like, why are you hitting yourself at the end of the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty neat. Mm. Like, there's some, like, you just got to look for it. But the voice is consistent, and the, the satirical element is consistent. So what you're saying is that, like, Jesus on earth and his clapbacks... Are literally just a reflection of the father throughout the beginning of time yes but they're more or less but also like they're being filtered through flesh mm, right. that's like, good he can't help that part he is 100 man so like yes there is a disconnect if you will in translation like we have an issue translating the bible from version to version mm. from pretext to you know so yeah. like 
you're talking about like oh a language that nobody speaks anymore but did right so you know it somewhere in your cerebral context like if we if the first human knew the sounds we do too yeah that's good that's the idea that's when he says like you'll never forget my voice Mm -hmm. like obviously there was some entrance of non-human behavior within humanity Right. Mm. That has changed some things because, like, we all hear the sound of injustice. Like, we all hear that. It doesn't matter the language. We all hear music. Mm. We all hear laughter. We hear, and these are things that, like, like the boy's name was laughter. So, mm. like, these are things, you know, Isaac. Like, so these are things that are like, yes, God is all, like, yes, he wrote us a book, but he's also just kind of being like, there's nothing more real than life. The mm. art that I make to get you to understand life. Is not as real as the life I gave you. Right. So, like, that's why Jesus is like, "Oh, I'm the Word of God," and why are you searching scriptures? Mm. Like, that's the same thing. He's saying, like, if I'm right here right now, if I'm real flesh and I'm speaking to you, then understand that everything around you is also very real and it speaks to you. Mm-hmm. So, that's like, good. that's that's like as savage as he gets. That is savage. Then you kill them. Yeah. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, then you yeah. kill them, and, like, that's the savagery. Yeah. On display. Like, what he gave to you, you reflected it back, but you perverted it and killed the man. Mm. So what about, like, the Pharisees and, like, those who were against Jesus? Because he had quite a few savage moments against yeah. them as well. He, he popped off a couple times at the Pharisees. The Brood of Viper one is the best one. Okay, tell us the story. The Brood of Viper one is the best one. That's, uh, that's the one I pulled up. So that's okay. Matthew 23. Um, 33. 23, 33. So he says, you, ser- you serpents, you brood of vipers, how are you to escape being sentenced to hell? He says it in a few other gospels too. Um, or Wait, so set us up. What happened? Like, why would he just Yeah, we need that? a backstory. Oh, okay, backstory. my fault, we, my fault. We, this is the Bible for basis. We didn't read none of them verses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never heard of the Bible. <laughs> never. Y'all, y'all are wild. So, uh, whose son is the Christ is what brings this up along with like a bunch of other common like conversations that have been kind of happening mm-hmm. leading up to this moment it's been a con it's been a back and forth debate between jesus and the pharisees up until like where we're about to get to okay um so the pharisees are gathered together and jesus actually asked them a question which is pretty interesting but he asked them a question he says who do you or what do you think about the christ Whose son is he? So he's asking a question. So he's saying the Christ, and like we hear that, and instantly we're like, it's Jesus. Yeah, because we we don't write a book. (laughs) We we read it already. Right, because we read the book already. So we're like, we're like, you know, we're like, it's Google. Because Google, yeah. Like these guys are not. They don't have the answers to the test. Right. So, but they do, and that's Jesus' point. Like they actually do know the answers, and they're admitting it out loud. But not in a way that the crowds would understand. Right. That is Jesus' issue. Mm. And he his attack on the name of them, like him calling them out of their name, um, is very particular. So like whenever he decides to call somebody out of their name where he refers to them as an animal, it's on purpose. Right. So like he let to call people dogs I and know, stuff. Dogs it's so, so great. He let to call them dogs. <laughs> so it, it matters more than what he's saying. It matters about like the character of the person. Because mm. like, yeah, he yeah. So you'll see. So he's like, uh, you say he's Christ, all this stuff. They get into a back and forth. Basically, uh, he traps them in their own lie, and he says because they say to him, um, the son of David. 
That's who Christ is. Mm -hmm. he, he will be the son of David. Mm -hmm. This Everybody knows this. Right. Even Christians nowadays, they're mm -hmm. like, oh, it's the Davidic covenant. Yeah, it comes Great. from the line of David. Yeah, right. yeah like, we knew he's going to be offspring of David. That's duh. Yeah. So, so, duh. Then, so Jesus asks a deeper question. He says, how is it then that David in the spirit calls him Lord, saying, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. So, they, so Jesus is asking like, well, when David wrote the Psalms, he said that Christ was his Lord. Mm, so good. So how could he come from him? Right, 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 Lord, right. He's not the son of David in the way that you all are perceiving. Trying to mm. make it you're, seem you're like it, he's... Yeah, like he has to be of blood origin, which is the whole purpose of why Matthew is writing this very detailed account of this particular conversation, because if you jump to the first chapter, he writes out the genealogy. Mm. So basically it's like... For the Jews. Like the Jesus... Jesus comes to work at this corporation that is already <laughs> established and starts arguing with the CEO is like like essentially but, the thing is, but it's, it's like undercover boss because he's actually <laughs> right. he, that's what I was about to say but he actually like has more power and they don't they're, they they don't realize it they're, they're refusing to realize it really but that's what happened bro he comes to work <laughs> for this major corporation like Verizon AT&T Apple somewhere and then like goes off on the CEO it's just Bezos and at Amazon. Like, telling them that they don't know how to do their job. Basically. So he goes on this long tirade of that, of telling them that they don't know how to do their job. Yeah. And he's like, he's talking about Moses. He brings in like all of this imagery of like the most priestly, most holy dude you can think of. Think Pope, but like Jewish Pope. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. He's like, that's who you think you are. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. he says, he goes, but. The reality is you can't even call yourselves teacher because who taught you? And mm. you know, and keep that pushing, keep that line and narrative pushing and eventually you end up with me. Mm. And then he's also he's like, You also don't serve anybody. You keep exalting yourself. He just goes on this thing. He went off on a he whole did for thing. like a long time and then we finally look, listen to y'all, that was like verses one through seven abridged. Like we gotta get to thirty three. <laughs> Like, wow. <laughs> so he's going in for like a long time. You know Welcome I mean? to conversations with Christopher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's going in. He's going in. Like, yeah, we gotta like scroll to get past like all the pettiness. Right. There's finally, a whole conversation of petty. He's just going in to finally my favorite part where he calls them a brood of vipers. So mm -hmm. like this part is important because what we talked about before where he saying a thing about an animal because he wants you to think about the characteristic. Right. Mm -hmm. So he just said to them that the issue is that you all know the truth and you're not speaking it. Mm. So your mouth Come on. is causing harm. Mm. Come on, sneaky. So he literally calls them a thing where, whose mouth causes harm. He's yeah. like, listen, you're a brood of vipers. Every time you open your mouth, somebody gets hurt. That's right. right. Like, that's what he's getting at. And, like, yeah. then you look at Paul. If you fast forward to Paul, Paul could get bit by snakes and be like, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. really his whole point, shake that thing off. Because he understood what Jesus said. Yeah, he understood like, oh, you really a viper can't hurt me. Yeah, I've seen the worst of the vipers. They're not even beasts. Yeah, right. Because the viper was a thing that we were, we were supposed to learn from. It's wise. We were supposed to be as wise as serpents. So like, this is an okay thing. God made it. It's good. Yeah, it's a shadow of Adam you know? and Eve. Yeah, exactly. Really, exactly. Like the whole issue is your mouth has been corrupted with the poison of the snake. Yeah, that's mm. so good. Like you're lying and it's causing people to die. So like he goes on about this and yeah, he calls them the vipers, but he also like or serpents vipers, but he also just continues on and keeps 
impression of like <laughs> it's really great so basically why he's being undercover boss he's like y'all trying to make me scrub toilets and do all y'all are trying to make me scrub toilets and do all this dirty work but whole time if you would do a little research take time to actually speak to me and have a conversation you would realize i'm the owner who funded this whole company like right. that's that's essentially what's going on he's telling him y'all are trash and you're running this into the ground and I'm the truth, and you won't even like take time to hear what I have have to say. And at this point, he's not even full blown, like your own God. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's just speaking in Scripture. Yeah, and like that is that double edged sword once again. It's simply Good. like the fact that you can't argue with the Word of God right. if you believe in God. You're yeah, not allowed. Yeah. So you can't argue. Literally illogical. So he only speaks to the Pharisees in old vernacular because his point is like, yeah, I don't know for real. Y'all don't know for real. You don't study your scriptures like you say you do. You say these things. You read them to each other. They sound good. And matter of fact, y'all know so well. You keep rewriting them. Mm. You made more laws. Mm. You've done more things. You've made more rules on these people. Um, and he, he says, he uses like the word like phylactericides or whatever, like the little boxes that hold prayers. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's using things that like, he's basically being like, you got your frock and your collar and your titles and he's killing them. He's yeah, killing them. Today, today, you right. would be a heretic. I love that right. about that story. I, I, I know we've pointed it out in episodes past that we love to take the word of God and add stuff to it. And that's literally what the Pharisees were doing. We love to read even now, especially now in this mm-hmm. day and age, mm-hmm. we opened the Bible. We pointed it out when, when Eve did it, um, all the way back in Genesis, God never told her don't, don't touch it. And she automatically adds touch the tree. It happens all the time. And the Pharisees did that. They took the, the law and they, just added to it and so Jesus was like coming for their neck telling them stop twisting my father's words that's why he always had to go on with like that prefix or that that first part of the that introductory phrase in a sentence where he would say like truly truly yeah because he's like listen I get it but like for real for real I just want to start doing that. I'm going to just start truly, going truly. around and like, instead of for real, for real, because I do say for real, for real, I'm going to start truly, truly, like to everybody, just truly, truly, with attitude when I say it. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, I, every once in a while, if I really want to like, kind of laugh and, and really kind of hear Jesus in a way that I just need to hear his voice emphasized differently. Right. I think Larry David. Or lay in my head. It's what? <laughs> you just read scripture in Larry, Larry David's voice? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus is part only. Red, red word only. Red only. That <laughs> is hilarious. Wait, can you give us an impression? No, Do it. Come on. My, my inner Larry David is it's solid. Yeah. <laughs> that external one trash. What? Cur- Dude, he's curvy enthusiasm with Larry David in my head. I'm but weak. Well, that uh, is no. hilarious. He, but it's a great, like, I love... Jewish comedy, I love like their satire. It's re- it's reminiscent, like British humor is reminiscent, right, mm. of Jewish humor. That's like good. you find Jewish humor in the Bible everywhere. Like if you know how epics are written, tell the crowd, Chris. Like, tell like, them. Seriously, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's funny. Like if you've read Beowulf, if you've read yeah. Gilgamesh, mm. if you've read the Odyssey, Iliad, mm. like any of these ancient epics, and then you read any book in the Bible. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Like That's you know, good. you got to do the same due diligence right. with the biblical text as you would with the Greek text. It's like 
oh, these are, you know, it's just a bunch of books and their stories, and it's like, sure, but good. you're missing the point. Truly, truly, right? Like, <laughs> truly, I truly. get it. I can't wait for you real. Get, right? I get it, but that's good. the reality is uh, Jesus is a savage. He is mm-hmm. a savage. He said, blessed are the peacemakers, not peacekeepers. Peacemakers mm. are people who go to war. Everybody knows that. Like, the Latins knew that. Mm. He was in Roman society. Right. Simi pacum parabellum. That's, That's a it. very good distinction that you just brought up, the difference between a peacekeeper and a peacemaker. Yeah, yeah. so the Latin people, the Romans, had a belief. The, like, simi pacum parabellum means if you want peace, prepare for war. Mm. So a Jew, under Roman colonialism, and right. Roman, like, imperialism and... He would have heard this statement and known, by, and known. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like right, and and also Paul, who is a Roman citizen, would have certainly known this. He also was a contemporary of some extremely brilliant uh, philosophers and thinkers of his day. So like, and he knew them. Yeah, and he conversed with them like during his travels, so he would know. You know, like these were great, great conversations going on. Yeah, not by stupid men, not by yeah. unlearned people, not by ignorant you know ancients these were learned men who understood much and told you to the best of their ability to explain to somebody who truly doesn't know half as much as they do yeah yeah, yeah. right and that is why it seems so basic yeah they're talking to you not because they didn't know how to speak yeah one of the stories, or I guess like Savage Jesus moments that I use the most in my daily life, honestly, and I would love to hear y'all's um, after, um, would be when Jesus is in the temple um, preaching, and like the Pharisees are really mad that he's preaching, and they're trying to get him to stop by any means, and so they literally go call his mom, and his mom, mm-hmm. his brothers, his sisters come to the temple, because you know... Mary had all them kids and she couldn't leave them yeah, home by yeah. themselves because they was going to play PlayStation and not clean the dishes like she asked. And so, because she's a black mom. Okay, go ahead. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what my black mom would do. Mm-hmm. And so she's mad because she's in her house coat and slippers and she got to come all the way to the temple to come get, get this young man. Mm-hmm. And she rolls up and she's like, tell Jesus I said come outside right, right now. now right now because mm-hmm. I had to come up here and all the kids running around and that stuff right mm-hmm. and so they come in there like Jesus your mom here in the back of, right of um, her minivan of the suburban right you know, she had a suburban that's true mm-hmm. that's true that's true mm-hmm. but, and so they're like Jesus your mom is here and he's like who are my mother and brothers? Hey, yeah, that's literally Mike one of the drop. Because, like, what do you say to that? Like, that's your biological mom, your biological brothers and sisters. And his response to them is basically is like, like, okay, that's cool, but like the people, people who are no here, brown. huh? People don't need no brown. Yeah. Like, Right. Mm. He's like, am I? But no, he actually yeah. knew the answer to that question. Yeah, he was like, no, the people who are here, who are yeah. learning, who yeah. are chasing after the heart of God, those are my mothers and brothers. Right. He's like, everybody else, I don't know what you're doing, but that don't got nothing to do with me. That's such a good one. Period. Like, so funny. I can imagine that car ride home. Yes, she was hot. She was like, in your grounded. Oh, I can't wait to tell your father. Oh, yeah. She wait was till so your hot. daddy get home. He said, my daddy said. Because right. I, I picture myself right now, like Cameron saying something like that, my hand automatically comes <laughs> up, like, just ready to swing, y'all. Just ready to swing. And no, stay off the comments, I don't beat my baby. Often. Just so leave me alone. We, we do not support child abuse of any kind. No. Once again, oh, I would have been hot. I just want to reiterate <laughs> how these views, listen, they, it, 
my views don't move. But these, they, they don't move. I don't know what they. My my views. views uh, they they don't move. They, they don't just, move. Uh, they just stay true. Look, we like, like to y'all have got like, like <laughs> my favorite daily Savage Jesus phrase I use is actually uh, "He who has ears." Mm. I just feel like yeah, that's he a good one. It, first of all, it's like his favorite phrase. He repeats yeah, yeah. it twelve times. I think I think it's twelve times. So he says it a lot, but. Um, that's really good. times are in Revelation, so like he really meant it. Yeah. But I just like the idea of saying something, and then people being like, oh, "What you mean by that?" And I'd be like, "Bro, mm. who has ears, man?" I think this is funny ears, because man. like technically everybody has ears, and he still is like, and he still is like, I mean, if you have ears, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you use them, you yeah, know what I'm like, saying? Like, like, if you want to like think, right? Like you just kind of, yeah. It's mm. always something. Yeah, my favorite moment um, is probably the "What's it to you?" like mind your business moment yeah. with, with Peter and John. Uh, it might change because you know, like I like to float in the wind. It might change depending on what season I'm going through. But I have a comparison problem personally, and so it really just reminds me to like check myself and mm-hmm. put me in my place. And like what Jesus said to me is what Jesus said to me, and not anybody else, and to mind my business. So that's that's <laughs> a, a good one for me. <laughs> What Jesus said to me, Jesus said to me, I like that. Yes, still because I love to compare myself. Some people, actually, I was talking to you about that this morning. Um, I noticed that projection is a uh, perverse confession of sin. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, I want to confess my sin, but instead, what I'm gonna do is be a viper. I've right. never vocalized it like that's yes, good. but absolutely, that's really, really good. Yeah, it's like like that's why we hate projection, but we don't know why. And mm-hmm. It's like well, because y'all need Jesus, because then you know why. Because you're, you're, right. you're, so you're convicted, so you're projecting. Yeah, that's really, and really then good. And you're confessing a sin also to somebody who you're projecting on, because typically the people you project on are the ones who love us most. So mm, right. I'm good. confessing to you a right. sin because I don't want you to hurt me, so I'm projecting, right? right. Like that's so, but it's that's the viper. Right, like that's the brood of viper who would bite somebody. So, or the double-edged sword. So it's like a pin works too. Mm. It's not. It doesn't always have to be a sword. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. good. So to wrap this up, I have one last question for you. We really, really, we really, really wanted in this season to point out the humanity. Like you said, Jesus was a hundred percent man, and even the God in him was filtered through flesh. Right. Yes. Um, I think that so often we get wrapped up in the supernatural parts of who Jesus is that sometimes we miss all of the nuggets of his humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, what is the biggest like takeaway from the idea that Je- Jesus was the savage petty clapback king? What do we as humans learn from that and how do we move forward with this information? He was only like that because that's who we are. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's really... That's really it, because the Father is not petty, mm. right. but Jesus's voice all the way through right. Scripture has <laughs> always been because he chose men to speak on his behalf who were uh, fallen, mm. like they mm-hmm. not have, yeah fallen, imperfect, yeah they're imperfect, imperfect. like <clears throat> Moisha. Moses is like the he's like the best one. Mm-hmm. He's the best one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like he's the best one. But even he had an attitude problem. Like yeah. right. he's the original, like just 
he's a douche. He's a little bit of a douche. Like, <laughs> he, I kind of see Moses as like the frat boy. Like, I think he's more like me. I, I kind of see you as more like the frat boy. No, 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 no. What I mean by that is like, at times I can be a bit like smug and pretentious. And like, so mm. I kind of see you as the I'm frat boy. So oh my is it, if great. that's not like this every frat great. boy you've ever met that's like slightly great. pretentious and like, yes, absolutely. Like, my dad built this school. I don't, but the thing is, like, I don't know any people like that who what? I actually hang out with. That's so, fine. So I don't, I can't possibly mimic that. Mm-hmm. Right. Possibly. But anyway. I, I I know some of your friends, but I ain't gonna name no names because they're not here to defend themselves. But they're so. literally frat boys. <laughs> That's different. They're actually frat boys. I'm weak. But guess this what? Birds hilarious. of a feather. What? Because oh, let me stop. Let me uh-huh. stop. I'm just arrogant. Have to do it anyway. So you're, supposed, so you're you, wasting time on you look, fit in the mold. Now y'all actually see. Edit every mold. piece at Ashley. <laughs> at whatever minute mark this is, edit, edit this it. whole out. <laughs> edit this whole out. No, and leave that part in. Then, leave that then, part in. And leave this part in. No, look, take the whole out. Take, the, take the, all the, yeah, but leave this part where leave. they see that, like, I'm saying to edit it. Leave that, because that's funny. But this... This over here. Oh, you, you made me the fat boy. She's yeah. taking pot shots. She's taking pot shots because we're in public. Here's, no, no, That's no, all no, no. Here's the thing. That's all it is. Understand, Janae B.C. and A.D., was the, was we like a good friend boy. Yeah, they're, she was the she was the sorority sister I'm trying like to here. play the whole house. Yeah, I'm about that. That don't change. Look, y'all saw how they listen, gentlemen. We we know how this really goes down. You saw how she tried to use sexuality like that was gonna help like that was gonna back down my argument at all stay strong king's crown adjustment all right so so janae please tell me like what your biggest conclusion was but um i i totally agree with chris that we um he he's we are a reflection of him um one thing that that is made very evident in the scripture is that jesus spent his entire ministry the three years of his ministry doing his father's business so these little petty clapbacks weren't just fun they for fun he didn't just have an attitude to have an attitude he wasn't just rude to be rude it always boiled down to um the human side of him reacting to the passion of like doing his ministry and and serving his father um so my takeaway for myself personally is one to give myself grace in those moments to give myself grace in in the petty moments in the moments where i want to clap back um and just to keep my passion for for my father because in every instance no matter what it is jesus has lived it out and we have the perfect example of how to react and how to not react yeah i think and this is mostly just how I was raised, I'll be honest. But I see these petty clapbacks, um, savagery, um, as like Jesus my big brother. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like I always wanted a big brother growing up and if I had one he'd be like Jesus where like he's just so protective over the ones he loves that like when he's That's good. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna say what he has to say and it's not because like he hates the other person, but because literally like he's like, nah, I'm gonna protect the ones who are down for me and I'm gonna, you know, teach yeah, yeah, y'all yeah. the right way because I don't want you to go the wrong path. I don't want you to do something that's gonna be harmful to you mm. or to others. So I'm gonna give it to you straight, even if you don't like it. That's you know what good. I mean? But it is gonna make you a better person. It is gonna sharpen your skills and he who has ears, you know what I mean? Like if yes. you truly want to be better and do better and have a better life, then you'll listen to what I have to say. And so that's how I see it. I just see him as Jesus, my big brother. I just, like, imagine myself behind him, like, yeah, what he said. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Don't mess with my brother. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that kind of thing. 
But yeah, that's what that's for me. That's what I love about Savage Jesus. It's just like I just see him being just protective over all of mankind. Really, mm, that's so good. So, Savage Jesus, I, that's he's the one I call warrior. Mm, like, yeah, because he that's the one who, when you look at Revelation with the sword in his mouth, right? Mm. So, um, anything in your mouth makes you talk funny. Mm. So, like, whenever, whenever, like, he takes the sword out when he's not coming at your neck but he's just being a servant when you see the king on the donkey rather than the king on the horse mm. right the sword is out of his mouth that's the Jesus that everybody is familiar with right hippie because Jesus. it's hippie Jesus because yeah. it sounds good he's not speaking a language they don't understand they can't get past the hard sayings but everybody who sounds like him also has that sword in their mouth so like when they told Peter, like, you gotta be one because your accent gives you away. Mm, it's like, yeah, well, I love this, yeah, story. this is a man with a sword in his mouth. It doesn't, like, he's gonna talk sharply, he's gonna talk reckless. Moses, David, Solomon for sure, like, these are men who spoke recklessly. Um, Esther speaks recklessly. Like, they were in the context of the culture, she's speaking yeah. recklessly to a king, so right. like, it's just a pervasive uh, theme throughout the Bible, but all these people have the one thing in common. Of course, Jesus is this thing, but they, it's the truth. Mm -hmm. um, like they're speaking the truth, and that's always been offensive. It's always going to be accusatory to mm -hmm. the person who was a liar. It's always going to be yeah. uh, dangerous to any unsuspecting victim mm -hmm. of a truth. Meaning, like, oh, you triggered me. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, shut up. <laughs> I am so sick of hearing that. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah. I get it. Like, if that's a fresh wound, that's a difference, though. But that conversation has to be from love. And so, like, that's when you're not going to get that sword. Because yeah. they're going to notice a wound and instantly, like, why would I attack you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's so good. So, so it's like, yes, he is petty at times. But we all are. And also, yep. at least in his pettiness, he's telling the truth. Yeah. Right. Like, a lot of us can't say that. That's right? so good. That's yeah. so good. Well, this has been an absolutely amazing, yeah. amazing season. Thank you so much, Chris, for Thank being our first guest. Yes. Thank you. And I just want to say publicly, babe, I'm huh. so honored to be your wife. Aww. I love, I love you. I wish They're so cute, guys. I wish y'all could see the satire in her face. What? She means it. She means it, but she put a lot she of pettiness it. in her face. It was not pettiness. <laughs> Petty Jesus, it, it goes with the theme. But that is a wrap. How will they know? That is a wrap for season two. We will see y'all in 2022, bruh. Wow, what? Thanks for joining us, guys. Yes, we made it through the year. We love you. Next time.